How you doing, Trey? I'm doing fine. How about y'all? Doing great, man. Oh, first time for an interview, I'll say. I'm like, oh, this is new. <laughs> man, that's cool. Right on. So uh, we're here among the stones with Trey Abbott. Tell us about yourself, Trey. Howdy. My name's Trey Abbott. I live in Ripley, West Virginia, about said Charleston. Um, I am a, I'm going to say a novice powerlifter and novice strongman. I get a little bit into everything. I do arm lifting. Well, starting to do arm lifting, uh, training with arm wrestling. I do a little bit of everything. I just got into steel bending, and I'm loving that so far. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, man, we enjoy the steel bending, too. Uh, so you're, uh, tell us a little bit about steel bending, shortsteelbending.com, and what's going on with that. So I got hired by Matt Armager. He is the owner of the company. And... It's kind of weird, like we made an Instagram post about it, how I got the job, and it was literally me just not shutting up. Like I would text him every day, just talk to him about it. And finally he would just like, heck, why don't you just be my social media manager because I don't know how to operate. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I never done that, but alrighty, man. And I'm and I'm loving it so far. Like I message people, I mean I'll shoot, I'll message anybody and be like, hey. See, you like the lift, but you like to try steel bending? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they have some really cool steel. They have it in like 10-pound increments. That's unheard of in the steel world, man. That is really neat. I, I like that, actually, because, you know, as a novice, as me trying to get into it, I, I went on, and not to bash anybody, I just went on different websites, and I was just looking at it, and I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. Yeah. And ironically, I went to arm lift website to see any nearby competitions and I stumbled upon their sponsorship thing and I just clicked on it and I was like oh heck this thing I can understand this I can I can get on board with this and next mm -hmm. thing I know I ordered and started texting Matt and here we are yeah I agree man when you when you look up nails and you find, oh, there's there's a nail with this color associated with it, a nail with this color associated with it, another nail that has this color associated with it, and you have no idea how hard any of them are to bend. <laughs> it's kind of nuts. Like uh, going from the yellow nail to the red nail is, yeah, it's a ludicrous it, jump. Yeah. Oh, it's it, nothing, but next is just incredible. It's like, well, what do I do in between? Because I can shred a blue nail, but I can't do a red nail. So what's now? <laughs> yeah. So. It, it was interesting because how I also started my journey, I got steel from them. Then I went to Iron Mine and I did a pretty crazy thing. I ordered like 100 white nails just to see if I could do it. Mm -hmm. And by the, by the time I did 100, I'm like, okay, I think I can, I think I can hammer these now. <laughs> yeah. And sure. I know my next goal was to hit the yellow. So I'm like, all righty, man, I'm, I'm ready for this. Awesome. Yeah, the yellow nail is a little bit of a jump from the green, for sure. But that's when you're starting oh. to get into the quarter-inch stuff, and that's when it gets fun. Oh, yeah. So, I'm going to tell you guys, it was funny. The other day, you guys posted about a, I don't know if it's your father or grandfather. Uh, he was doing an axle, and I had mm -hmm. to do a double take. He looked exactly like my grandfather. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's our father. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I had to do a double take. I was like, Papa. <laughs> yeah, you do a lot of lifting with your family as well, right? Your father lifts? Yeah, so 
uh, it's weird because my whole life I always just did like cutting wood and have to we would get bored they, they would be like hey Trey go pick up this rock and we would all try to lift the rock or flip a log and and it was kind of interesting because I've been doing it since gosh elementary school always helping my grandfather with that stuff and they always like hey you should start lifting weights or getting football and I never I never really did and until I always dabbled in the gym, but nothing serious. But two years ago, I started going to a gym called Holly Strength System, which was a powerlifting strongman gym where home of Brian Siders, uh, Alan Beria, and Phil Fister. Oh, wow. And, and it, was, awesome. it was, oh, it was very awesome. I'm, and also, I'm a big <laughs> Phil Fister nerd. So I was just like, when I first met him, I was like geeking out so hard. Oh yeah, yeah. I would be too, man. He, I mean, come on, we didn't we awesome. didn't win a world strongest man for twenty years, and then he did it. Oh yeah, it, <laughs> it it was so funny because when I it was the Friday the thirteenth, and at my job I had to take a test, which I failed the test so bad, and I was like, oh man, this day can't get any worse. And all of a sudden, like. I just look above outside the window and I just see the top of someone's head and I'm like, gosh, that this dude is giant. And he walked in and I was just like, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Oh, it was it was so awesome. I got I got some tips from him and I'm pretty sure in his big laws interview when he was talking about crazy fans, he was probably talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. I mean, what better? Hey, Trey, we're back. Hey, sorry, man. All right. Oh, you're... Something? oh, I was going to ask, how did the name uh, Couch Potato Strong came to be? Well, uh, yeah, we were just building our home gym and trying to come up with a creative name. Uh, we were both out of shape at the time we started it, so we figured – couch potato yeah and we wanted to do strongman that was the focus of the gym was strongman yeah so yeah it was just couch potato strong rolled off the tongue and we also checked nobody else had used it so that was the biggest thing and we figured if you're gonna be a little fat you better be strong right yep yeah <laughs> hey i i like the name i was like man that's a super crafty name i was like oh, i never thought of that <laughs> Yeah, I was really, I was really stoked that nobody else had thought of it. Honestly, I figured somebody else would have thrown that out there. Another thing that motivated uh, motivated us a little bit behind the name was um, there's two other things. I don't know if you've seen Tommy Heslep um, crushing potatoes, raw potatoes with his hands, but uh, no, I have not. He's one of the number four closers. So if you look up the list of the number four closers, you'll see Tommy Heslep on there. And then if you look up his potato crushers, you'll find videos of him crushing potatoes, raw potatoes with his hands. Which is just amazing. That's right, Robin. Mm -hmm. Interesting. He says his internet's bad. Oh, yeah. From one side to the other. Wait. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I'm mad there for a second, but yeah. So, um, Tommy Heslet crushing number four potatoes, or crushing <laughs> number four and then crushing raw potatoes is insane. It's an awesome thing to look up. 
Um, that's one of the hardest feats, I guess, to do in grip is crush a raw potato. And then also, I don't know if you've heard of the apparel company out of Europe, kind of fit, kind of fat. Yep. Yeah, yep, I've heard of them. Yeah, we yeah. love that name and the whole concept of fine, you know, hey, whatever, lift weights. It doesn't matter if you're a little fat, you know, just do what you need to do to be healthy. Oh, yeah, that, that's the end goal. We're going to be healthy doing it. I mean, and you're having fun with it. That's the most important part. I mean, if, if you're not having fun lifting, I mean, it's sort of those, one of those things like you might want to change your strategy or something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's one of those, I, I love lifting, but I also like to eat, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Oh, shoot. So it, it's kind of crazy because, uh, you know, in my two-year adventure and getting into straw man and stuff, uh, it's so weird how I got into it. Like, I met a guy named Sammy Seabock. I went to a powerlifting meet in Ohio. Okay. And one of my friends just like, hey, my my uh, teacher, he does powerlifting. Uh, if you want to go see it. And I'm like, sure, man. I'm, why not? And went up there, and I was like, holy moly, these people are super strong. And there was some... Well, Trey might be having a little bit of an internet issue again, guys, but hang tight. Hang tight, and uh, we'll be back. Our computer blew up earlier. That's why this is the second part of the two-part episode. Just shut down for no reason. So, we'll get back on, and we're dealing with some technology issues today. Trey's struggling a little bit from the internet connection, so I love the technology. Now we're by ourselves. Oh, here it comes. Sorry about that. My internet went out there. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I'll so, uh, what's your greatest athletic achievement you've accomplished so far? I would have to say going to the road 2020 for Moss Wrestling. And that was, that was, to me, epic. Like, I never, I never thought I would have that opportunity, and I got to go and meet some incredibly strong dudes. And it, it was the year when Rogue wasn't having the public there, and I was just like, "Wow, this is you know the great learning experience." I was just like, so mind blown at how strong some of these people on this planet are. I was just like, "Wow, this is this is awesome." I'm glad to just experience that with with my father who came with me. That we we went to Westside Barbell, got to see Louis Simmons, oh, wow. oh, which cool. I, I was I was very shocked because I didn't think he was going to be in there at all. And I just went up to him and I was like, "Hey, can I get a picture and talk to you?" And he's like, "Sure." And I was just like, "Oh, you are a star among strength athletes." <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. You've been to some of the top places and met some cool dudes, man. It, I, that's what I love about this whole journey. I'm meeting, I mean, like to me, strength athletes are like superstars to me. You can name an actor to me, and if it's not Robert Downey Jr., I'm probably not going to know who they are. 
Yeah. So if if they're just, if they're not in a superhero movie, I'm not going to know who they are. Yeah, we we actually tuned into Magnus Samuelson and his acting in the uh, the Viking show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we keep up with the acting by the strongman, of course. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, what's, so cool, what's so cool about these guys, man? It seems like uh, all the strong men and gripsters are just so much more likely to just have you join them and hang out with them and talk to them. And, and it's just really cool compared to meeting, you know, like professional athletes or something like that. They're just so more open, it seems like, and willing to help and be like, yeah, come join us, hang out. Oh, I, I know it. And it just it kind of shocked me whenever I went to this holly strength system because i was like i was not expecting the open arms i was like i was like oh man this is what am i going to have to do to prove myself and they were just like come on in we'll we'll help you get strong and i got trained by the guy that helped train brian siders alan barry and phil fister uh, coach john messenger and i got to learn his uh a little bit of his programming um it was kind of weird. I didn't get to know him very long. It was four months, and then he tragically passed away. Uh, but he he made such an impact on me in those just those four months of knowing him. He he actually helped me get my deadlift from 365 to 405. And to me, I thought that was that was going to be my biggest brick wall until he yeah. trained me, and I just we I just hit it finally. I was like. I was so happy. Like, uh, I think it was a week after his funeral, me, my friend Garrett, and my friend Rob, we all promised that we would do a big max out session for him. And and one of the older lifters, uh, J.R. Davis, who'd been with Coach John for the longest time, he, he let us in the doors and helped us max out. And we hit all the numbers that John said we were going to hit by the time we finished the program. So I was I was super happy about that. That's cool. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to tear up thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, on the opposite side of your athletic achievement, what would you say is your biggest blooper, blunder, and or injury? Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. My biggest blooper. I would say I got a camber bar. And I don't know why my bright idea, I thought uh, I'm going to hit. I, I don't know why. I was thinking straight bar, camber bar. I'm going to find out my max overhead press one. And I'm like, yeah, they should be the same. And <laughs> I think, and I don't know why, but I put 125. And next thing you know, I just started going backwards. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my dad I wish I posted it on Instagram because it was just so funny because I just fell backwards and my dad was just like, are you alive? <laughs> I got up and he, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. He's like, all right, I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we found that out. We benched with a cambered bar and we found out real quick that you can't push as much on a cambered bar as a straight bar. Wait just oh. back there. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, I was like, Ah, there, there can't be that much of a difference, and I learned, I learned the hard way. I was like, "Oh, there is." Yep, but you get strong on that camper bar, and you'll be a lot stronger on the straight bar. Yeah, you will. 
Oh yeah. We gotta, I, push, we gotta push it up. It's like, hey, I didn't think we were doing pause sets. You all right down there? <laughs> I can't push it up. I'm not pausing nothing. Help me out. <laughs> well, another I can think of another blooper. I I was benching and I did uh I was gonna do two fifty and I failed the lift. And I don't know why of all people I asked my dad to spot me, but he couldn't pick it up and he's like his idea is like, hold on one second. I'm going to go get your mom. We're going to lift this bar up. And in my mind, I'm like, well, you could just take the clips off and pull the weights off. <laughs> and he runs, in, he runs inside, gets my mom. They both lift, barely get it off me. And I just get up and I'm like, I think this was a good session for the day. Good job, everybody. Um, I'm going in now. <laughs> good job, team. Yeah, good job, team. <laughs> Awesome. You would have thought how I looked. You would have thought I looked with Scott Mendelson doing a bench press. I was just like <laughs> with them on the side. I was just like, oh my gosh! <laughs> Five spotters hugging the weights and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, those, those guys are getting nuts, though. Biggest oh, yeah. bench competition they just did, or baddest bencher on the planet. Those guys are getting nuts. Oh, I I know it. It, and it blows my mind with, especially Julius Maddox. That that dude, he's like smoking through the weights like nothing. He did what was it, seven seven eighty like like nothing. It was just like dang, dang. Yeah, I'm. You know, it sucks that the whole uh, situation that happened with them misloading. But after oh, yeah. the world saw that. He got better people training. He got better people at his gym. He it, it, he's gonna come back way it better. made it so that he's getting a lot more real focus and real attention that he deserves. So I think it's gonna be better. I think he's gonna be stronger than he would have been anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I, I do I do feel so bad whenever that happened because you know they were really trying to get powerlifting in the mainstream when that happened, and just so many negative. It seemed like there were more there were negative accolades against powerlifted than anything. Sadly, about that. Yeah. Yeah, it was too rushed. You know, it was crazy. They were trying to get in what six six records or something in an hour. Yeah. Oh, madness crazy. all around that man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I know, I would have had to have like a piece of paper or something writing everything down. Yeah. Because I I couldn't keep up with how fast they were doing it. I was just like, oh my goodness. Exactly. That's what it was. You know, they were just going too fast. One mistake. It's a good thing he didn't get injured from it. That's the biggest thing. Oh yeah. Thank thank goodness, because you know, I I think you know, whenever you see most of their bench injuries, it's where they fail the lift and and it's it's scary because you don't know what you tore, you don't know how bad it is until after said and done. Yeah. So what's your big uh, current athletic goal? My current athletic goal is, so in July 10th and 11th, I'm doing my first powerlifting comp. And my goal is to get a 1,200 total, so a 450 deadlift, 450 squat, and get my bench press to 300 because that one's been my biggest brick wall. Um, because for some reason, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but bench press is just – like, I hit a number, and then I have to train, 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 yeah. work my butt off on that one so in order for it to get better. And then 
uh, I had my strongman comp on the on the 11th. I might, might have got the dates mixed up, but no, it's the 10th and 11th. So it's back to back up in Morgantown. And my goal there is I'm just doing it as novice to learn because I've never done overhead throws. I've never uh, uh, done a whole lot with stones. So recently I've been doing like a, a stone lifting program that uh, Dr. Bill Crawford actually made after that. He made a book, if you guys ever seen it, like the Rogue uh, Stone series. Mm -hmm. He made a book called Stone Lifting. And in it, it actually had programs on how to do them. And it, I've been trying it out. And so far, it's been successful. One, 185 Atlas Stone. When I first did that, my body would just, would just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, yeah, when you get and, it on your chest, man, that, that pressure, it's brutal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or just getting it off the ground. Your body just like, what is this? And and finally, now, 185 just going so smooth with me. I'm like, I'm going to have to progressively go up now. Yeah. So yeah. how about y'all? What What's y'all's biggest goals this year? What's your biggest Man. goal this year? I don't know. I'd say I've got a few of them. I still want to uh, definitely close the number three ripper. Um, I want to probably – hit a 350 double overhand axle pull um, by the end of the year. I'm so close to 300 now, I probably could get it. Um, and then I'd say definitely accomplish some of the uh, party feats that I call it. I want to still bend a red nail, um, getting closer to that. Tear deck cards. Tear deck cards. I think I could do that in a couple of weeks. Um, so those are some of the goals. And then I've always wanted to get my bench press back up to 350. So we'll see if I uh, – keep benching or if I do more focused strictly on grip, I'm not sure what, but I know I want to do a, also a two-handed uh, flash 200-pound lift, so that'd be cool. Hey, man, I believe you're going to get it. it. Just keep on at it, and you're going to get the numbers. Yeah, that's a huge flash lift, man. I uh, I basically want to get a little stronger than I am now and do that at 83 kilos. Heck, yeah. So that's, that's my big goal. <laughs> you almost copying. <laughs> I'm a copying Adam, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I do a lot of martial arts stuff, so I just want to be a little lighter. I want to be able to move a little better. That's my biggest thing. Oh, um, yeah. I, I know after my comp, I'm going to try to get down because I'm the heaviest I've ever been. I'm 280 pounds, and I'm going to try to get down to 250, okay. which it which so far. I'm the same size as Adam, he's about 280. Yeah. There we go. 280 club, brother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, it, you know, it, it's so weird because uh, I went 280 and I was, I was on a, the heavier side where like breathing was becoming so difficult. So I lost about 10 pounds and gained it up slowly. And now I'm, I'm not as bad as it was. Like whenever I was 280 two months ago, you would have, he thought I was a bull in a china shop, how I sound. And, <laughs> and I started gaining weight, lost it, and gained weight slowly. And I, 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 sound, I feel way better now. And it, it just surprised me with diet on that part. I was just like, huh. I would have never thought of that until that happened. Yeah. And, and I, was doing, I was consistent with doing cardio that time. And now I'm just like, 
I'm just like, ah, no, no, thank you right now. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. You got some trauma yeah. training you got to get to. You're like, I can't, I can't, I can't shred right now. I need to pick up these big stones. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I always tell my doctor, I'm like, she's like, you need to do more cardio, 30 minutes of cardio. And I'm like, well, if I lift the weight super fast, does that count? Yeah. <laughs> And sometimes she says yes, sometimes she said no. So, so I'm like, I never get a straight answer. You just got to tell her, listen, I'm doing some log press, and I need the Sadrunas the biggest power belly. I need exactly. somewhere to put that log on, okay? Yeah. <laughs> or... Uh, I'm gonna tell her that and see. She might. She might know who he is. But I'll see what she says. That's right. <laughs> Shoot. That's awesome. So, uh, oh. what are some lifestyle habits that you subscribe to that may benefit the average person trying to get healthy and fit? Oh, one one thing I notice is I I take about for lifting. You know, it's gonna sound crazy but i take almost every tip somebody gives me i mean it especially you know it, and i had the opportunity to train around brian and you know he every tip he gave me i applied it and so far it's been working um so that's my main thing you know i mean they might sometimes some people tell you something crazy and sometimes it's hard to differentiate between some of that crazy mm -hmm. but it always just give it a try man because it it might work um another thing i would have to say is i i i mean i do this to everybody i don't care if you're warming up or not i i i will be motivating you from just doing the bar all the way up to a max out and I always try to motivate myself even doing that. I'll be like, come on. And it could be, it could be super light. It could be like just bench pressing the bar 10 for 10 reps. But I know if I tell myself I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. It motivates me to be able to do that. And there's times where it gets hard, but I just, I just self-motivate myself and be like, all right, just got to hit it. Just got to hit it. And 90% of the time, besides my camber bar incident, it works. <laughs> when do you start your self-talk? Do you start it before you even go up to lift? Yeah. So I'll always start it before I lift. So I'll just – and you'll think I'm some crazy guy because I'll just start muttering to myself. And I just, I just tell myself, I'm like, you can get it. There might be some cussing. Um, I'll be like, you can get it. You can get it. You're going to hit these numbers. and I'll just pump myself up to the point I can do it. And, and I notice like, like my friend, my friend that the Holly, they, they, they go nuts because they'll be doing a warm up, and I'll just be like, come on, just hit it. Or start quoting Ronnie Coleman on them. And they're like, dude, I'm just warming up. And I'm like, just gotta go at it. Gotta go at it like a champ. It's still lightweight, lightweight, baby. Come yeah. on. I'm ready. Oh, I, I, I can sound like them sometimes. I'll go, lightweight, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, it, it's a big thing, motivation. I mean, I could have a very bad day, but as soon as I hit the weight room, I just, 
I get in that zone, like, all right, got to get it. You just got to get it. Yeah. Got to hit these numbers and keep going at it. So do you have any unorthodox training methods that you've used that are outside of the convention that have helped you a lot in your lifting or strength goals? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so it, so about, I think it was probably about last year, me and Brian were talking and he gave me a few ideas to try because if you ever seen Brian Sider's old training log, he used to train six days a week. And he told me it, it works. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give that a shot. And part of the six days, you're doing either three or four days of high volume. Yeah. And he, he recommended Shaco with me. And I've been, I've been doing it. And we started a six-day program and we started too. Yeah. yeah. It, oh, it, it, I noticed it makes a big difference. Yeah. Uh, because how I do it is – so with Shaco, I'm doing like squat. So for example, Mondays will be like squat, bench, squat. And I'm doing like 10 sets of squats. Okay. I go up to like I'll do four sets of 85%, two sets of 80%. Um, and then the same for the bench, 10 sets. And then my last set of squats, I'll be doing like, they're not really, I call them speed squats, but they're not really because it goes 55% to 85% for seven sets. And uh, so far, I've noticed a difference because within just training that for four months, I went from a 405 mixed grip deadlift to a 435. Well, I probably, yeah, I did that six months, my bad. And I went that big of a jump. I was like, holy moly, that's a... Yeah. That was that was crazy, and the same with my squat. I went from three sixty five to four fifteen, and I was like, "Now, I just haven't tried it with my bench yet because I don't trust my mom and dad enough." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm probably I know two or three weeks before my competition, I'm going to do a max bench session, and I'm going to see how that goes. Yeah, those and, are numbers. Yeah, you're pretty yeah. close to pretty close to your goals right now. Yeah, that's that's what I'm loving so far. Um, so this month, I switch I, I switched it up. So uh, the Dr. Bill Crawford Crawford Stone program, I decided to add my Shaco mix with it, and I think that's really honestly why too. It's helping a lot on my stones, and I I've been adding front squats on them. And I, I think we're just front squats where I'm getting all that pressure on front. Also, it's helping my back. So when it comes to the stone lifting, it's, it, I'm being able to help my back help with that pressure, if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Front squat would definitely help with stone lifting. I mean, where are you holding the stone? You're holding the stone here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, for sure. Yeah. No, we do a lot of fun stone lifting. We actually have a um, the Timberline Stone, which is up on Mount Hood, so one of our nearby mountains, and we actually traveled up to it with GPS coordinates and lifted it, and it's one of the official global stones of strength. So, oh, that's awesome! Kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That that is awesome. When one day I know we plan to go to California, and I'm trying to convince my fiance Brittany to be able to, if I can go to Washington and all that, and hopefully if I can. 
Stop by. I come see y'all. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, because yeah, I always wanted to go out there. I know for our honeymoon, we plan to go to Yellowstone and okay, awesome. That that, but there there's a twist to it because how how it happened, Brittany brought it up. And how she did it, she's like, we should go to Yellowstone for a honeymoon. And I'm like, okay. And all of a sudden, she started talking about, like, this triangle of death. And she's like, it, the three states conjoined, and they don't have enough people, uh, like a border. There's not enough people to, trial, to give you a trial for murder. And I'm just like, okay, I see oh. where you're going with this Black Widow. Um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. uh, maybe we should go somewhere else for our honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, I changed my, I, I changed that. <laughs> go to California, make sure to hit uh, Ode Haugen's gym. I guess he has like a ongoing open invitation for, you know, novice strongmen, amateurs to go and train with him. Yeah, and Martin Lises is right there too. Yeah. Uh, so that was the cool thing with Moss. Um, Ode helped. Ode runs it. Moss wrestling, oh, and I, I got, I got the meet Ode, and I, I geeked out with about yeah, him too. Cool. Like, yeah, I was just like, wow. My yeah, dad. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I that was an awesome experience. I got to meet Evan Singleton. Or that's how you say his name. The the uh, professional strongman. I got to meet him when he was first starting off up there at the Arnold. Nice. And I geeked out on him because I remember when he was a pro wrestler in WWE. I was like, yeah. oh. Mm -hmm. I like, I think I scared him because I was like, can I get your picture? That's cool. <laughs> but he, he's like a, like, proper, you know, I didn't realize how tall he was until I met him. And I was like, yeah. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look that big in WWE, you know? Uh, yeah, that, it's that TV. It's TV. Put him in the ring with other guys that are six and a half foot tall, too, and yeah. Oh, it, it was so crazy because me and my buddy went to a I think it's AEW Dynamite, yeah. and we went to their Charleston show, yeah. and we got to see that, and it was one of those moments I was like, holy moly, these guys are tall i i i was not expecting this at all <laughs> yeah we've gone to a couple of the shows too nxt yeah. uh, smackdown and raw and yeah when you see them come out of the gate they're at huge. the end and walk to the bus and they come up and you know say hi to the fans or whatever man they're huge dudes you just go oh hi <laughs> realize <laughs> the little guys are your size you're yeah. like you're, you're a little dude the little the little yeah. chat gable's like my height like he's five eight and i'm five nine i'm like oh i thought you were tiny they call you tiny yeah. <laughs> like literally as big as me I thought you're a horse jockey or something what's going on here that that was like when i met the boogeyman because uh he was at like a comic con somewhere in west virginia and that was the only reason I went. I just went to see Boogeyman, and he was going around scaring kids, he, and he got me good. That's awesome. And, <laughs> and I didn't realize how tall he was till I met him. I was like, "Holy moly, man! You're you're whoa!" <laughs> I know that's what made it scary. How tall he was, and snuck up on me like. That'd be a cool guy to meet, Boogeyman. Yeah. yeah, he was committed to the, He's committed to that character. He really was. Oh, he, he was. 
when he was there, he ate worms and everything. And I, you wow. know, I, I just like, I didn't want to even ask him. I was like, if those were fake, cause they looked real to me. I was like, I was like, ah, you do you, man. I, yeah. I I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, usually I go fishing with those, but if you want to eat them, I guess you can. <laughs> yeah. I, I usually see fish and other animal eat those, but never a human. Hmm. <laughs> hey, fish are nothing but muscle, man. They're strong little suckers. So who knows? Maybe worms has some good nutrients in them. Well, maybe maybe the boogeyman is trying to teach us something. We should <laughs> probably apply. Because <laughs> he, he is. He is a, worms, yeah. Well, with his age, he he. I'm gonna say it. He jacked. Like I was. Yeah. Like when I met him, I was just like he had shirt off and everything, and I was like. I was sort of embarrassed to stand next to him. I was like, man, I'm, I'm nowhere close to your size. You're, yeah, they brought him probably... back on for like a throwback show or a recent uh, – I know they brought him back on within the past year for something. I can't remember exactly what show it was, like a throwback or anniversary show or something. But, yeah, he's still ripped up in great shape and, you know, still totally does his character and everything. It's neat. I, I know. It's, it's crazy how they can – people can stay with that character too because – Especially in public, I I don't know how you but you have to practice a lot on that or something because I, I there was no way I could do it. I'd start laughing or something. Yeah, I can't do a straight face. There's no way. <laughs> well, so if you could uh, start your training all over again with the knowledge you know today, what would you do differently and why? Oh, hmm, that's a hard one actually. Um, I probably probably add a lot more volume to my training because when I just did in and out of workouts, I would just I was doing really really light weights, and I never, you know, I I thought because with some friends all around, they said, yeah, you just stay with this weight, you'll get stronger. And then after going to the Holly and learning everything there, I was just like, okay, I just I need to push myself with heavier weights and and gain a confidence on doing heavier stuff, especially especially with accessories. I'm still a little bad with it because I don't want to push myself too hard on them. But I know now I've been doing almost like a hypertrophy program on my accessory movements, and I'm realizing, okay, I need to I need to go up weight if I can do like 30 reps of this. Yeah. So it was, it, it was one of those things. I'm like, I should have pushed myself harder on those and I and currently I'm just you know I, I, all I can say is I'm just thankful for everybody I've met on the journey too that helped me out with an open arms so I'll, I'm just very thankful for everything yeah no that's a good point about adding in more volume man. Uh, when we first started we were also a little bit intimidated by doing heavy work with accessories for sure because you know small stabilizing muscles I mean you mess up that what What's yeah. going to happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? What kind of injury is going to get from the mess up of, you know, a weird little stabilizing muscle? What's going to be off then? So, yeah, we, we uh, definitely did that as well. We, we're still probably a little lower on our accessories than we absolutely should be, but it's safe, you know? Oh, yeah. It, Putting injury is pretty key to us as well. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it, it all, I think in a way, too, it, sort of help boost your confidence when you're like hey i can this isn't as bad as i can if i can do this 10 reps or something pretty easy yeah then you start going up and i mean when it starts getting harder on accessories i get nervous but 
you know, I just, that's where that self-motivation helps me. And I'm like, all right, you got this, you can do it. Absolutely. Definitely. So uh, what's the most important piece in your home gym and why? Oh, I'm going to have to say now, because when I first got my home gym, I started off with one of those old competition rack benches, mm-hmm. yeah. which I would say, I know a lot of people would have told me, well, your rogue rack's more important. But to me, that, that bench was my first step because it made me realize, you know, how weak my triceps and everything were. Yeah. And with it, um, you know, it was kind of funny because I trained with it for six months and I went to Brian's house and he had the adjustables uh, for his bench. Mm-hmm. And I could only do like, whenever I did it, I could do like 225 for five. Well, I went to Brian's house and I did, I believe, 235 for 10s. Like easy. I just smoked them. And I was like, I was like, well, I, I have made some progress. I can say that <laughs> gladly. So to me, I think that bench has probably been the, and everybody who's been to my home gym hates this bench. I mean, they, they <laughs> absolutely hate it. They, because you can't adjust it. It's at a set, set height. Uh-huh. And, and everybody just hates it. Everybody, as soon as they come in and have to bench on it, they, that's all I hear out of my ears. It's like, Trey, you need to get rid of this bench. <laughs> that's awesome. But it, it it is, and um, it, it was one of those things. I'm like, I'm, I'm probably going to keep this bench with me forever. I'm, it's hard to let go of it now after all the progress I made with it. Yeah, we still have our uh, bench from high school, and it's yep. a, it's got an adjustable back and everything, um, mm-hmm. but it's too tall. It's way too tall for <laughs> bench press. Like, even if I put plates on the ground, I still get like no leg drive out of it at all. I could barely do like 225 a couple times on that thing if I was lucky. I think I was struggling with 220 or 215. And uh, then we get a competition bench that's, you know, the right height. And all of a sudden we put on 225 and I'm doing it 10 times. And <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. It's just incredible it, about what leg drive can do for you. It, it does. And I noticed one thing that helped me with leg drive. I actually uh, – there was a mass anomics episode and I can't remember who was on it and they were talking about with their leg drives with their uh incline bench and they were like yeah get a like one of those hip bands and put it around your hips and start pushing out and it can really help you with learn how you leg drive and I started doing that and it was like it felt like magic I was just like I was just like doing it and I was like oh I want to do this for a while. And, exactly. Yeah. That's what happened with us when we benched our first time with, a, with an actual power lifter that knew what he was doing. And he told <laughs> us how to bench, how to, you know, pop our hips and push backward. And we increased our bench like 10% that one day. And speaking of that, when I first got into powerlifting, uh, my, I call them my, I have many senseis and Sammy Seabox one of my, was my first sensei. And I remember, and I don't know if they did this to you, but when you first time properly bench, they take the bar all the way out. Like, I, I always bench, like, right at my chest right here. And they told me, go right below your chest. My body did not know at all what to do. It was just like, <laughs> like, it It was, Sammy got very worried. He was like, come on, man, if you can do 225 that way, you can do it that way. And my body was just like, 
it did not know what to do. It was not, it was not adjusting at all at that moment. But after maybe two or three times, it, it finally got used to it. Yeah, I 100% agree. I did not know how to arch with a bench. We don't arch with a bench. We've done these flat back bodybuilding style benches forever. And uh, I'm like, you want me to do what? It's amazing how much technique changes in powerlifting, how much more you can lift. Again, you have the right bar and the right, you know, the right equipment, everything all set up right. You can do amazing. I, I just deadlifted for my first time on a deadlift bar only like a few weeks ago. And it was awesome. Deadlift bars are cool. I mean, I, I could have never felt one of those bars before. The way it bends and the weight kind of just gradually comes off the ground. It's totally different. Oh, I, I still have not yet do a deadlift bar. That's one thing. I don't know why we have them, but they, they have this sign at the holly. It says, do not move this bar unless you're deadlifting and put it back. And there's like two or three of them. And I'm afraid that if I touch one, it's going to screw up everything. So, <laughs> so I just I just stay with the power bar. And I'm like, all right, don't, don't mess up the system here. <laughs> It'll make you stronger, man. When you actually have to deadlift on a deadlift bar in competition, you'll find you'll get more weight than you expect. I, I have to try on my next deadlift session and see how it goes because I – like I said, I get so nervous, like, touching them. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's like, it feels like they're on, like, the glass podiums in the museum. That's like, you can look, but you don't touch. Right, right. Not both of ours. Especially. Oh, Jim, apart all of a sudden. <laughs> so what advice do you have for the average person that's just trying to get fit at home? Oh, so... Hmm. I would have to say is, like I said, I, I've been preaching it. Just never give up. Like keep keep on doing what you're doing. I mean, if you're just trying to lose weight, if you're just trying to get general fitness, just keep on doing what you're doing and take whatever tips you can. Um, because you know, every day I learn something new in this. I mean, shoot, I could I could go to the gym. And somebody tells me something and it'd be something I never heard of. And I'll be like, okay, I'm going to try that and I'll start implementing it. And I know, and I think that's really how I got this far, just listening to everybody with some of their crazy ideas. But you just got to also just tell yourself, you know, and I know you're going to get, you're, you, everybody gets this, people just ragging on you what you're doing, but just, just, just poof them out of the picture and just just do what you're doing. I mean, if you're new and you want to figure it out yourself, just figure it out yourself. Um, but if you want help, just don't be afraid to ask because there's plenty of people that'll help you. Um, I mean, shoot, I could name off 20 people right now in my mind that that I just randomly asked for help and they just taught me right away and it just blows it just blows my mind how nice this community is. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I would say the same thing. Don't be afraid to reach out to the top guys in sport because a lot of times, you know, they'll get back to you and help you out. Yeah, it's it, it's one of those things, you know, and I get it when if you're new and this person, you know, to me that was like that with Phil and Brian because I'm like, man, they're the top-level yeah. athletes. And but they're 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 human. They put on same pants. Well, maybe maybe not them. They're probably bigger pants. Oh, us, yeah. But <laughs> but 
but you know they they do everything the same as us and they're they're more than happy to help somebody new into this for sure so do you have any questions for us couch potato strong mm -hmm. not that i can think of um well actually no have you have you guys ever tried a uh, moss wrestling or had anything desired to try it out we haven't tried it yet but i definitely wouldn't mind trying it out looks like oh, a lot of fun i'd be excited to do it for sure i'm always up for a good fight and that looks like a fight that's totally related right to grit man and that's perfect it it is awesome like that was probably my first grip for latest sport i've ever did and i fell in love with it it was it it's so awesome like like especially the guy that helped me got into it john mauser and chad clark they they always told me about it and i was like you know what i'm going to try it and i loved it it and you and you get all kinds of opportunities to go with them um like when you compete i know chad has invited me to go to russia to compete at the world oh, competition and awesome. and i of course you know this is i'll just like ah, not not yet man i'm yeah plus i didn't have the money i was like not yet I, let me one day I will. One day, yeah. and when yeah. I do, I'll be I'll be stoked. Absolutely, man. That'd be crazy to be able to do that. Yeah, we uh we interviewed Clay and we uh, Clay Edson, and we watched his Moss match with uh, Mark Felix, and that was pretty cool. So we, we you know we saw a little Moss wrestling and whatnot, but we haven't tried it ourselves. But yeah, it looks like a heck of a grip sport, man. Oh, it's it's crazy. Um. The matches usually don't last very long, mm -hmm. but if it, I'll tell you now, if a match is longer than 10 seconds or 20 seconds, you're going to be feeling it. Oh my gosh. It's, it's like a soreness that I have never experienced. I was just, and it was like the same day too. I was just like, I try to go against somebody else. I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> 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 Man, that'd but, be fun to get into, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I'm one of those guys that I'll, I'll try anything. I mean, I've been trying arm wrestling now, and that's one of those sports I would have never thought how much of your back you're using because I was just – and body leverage, I was not expecting it. I was just like, whoa. I, I actually – we talked because about in my mind, I, earlier. I actually was shocked at how much your back goes into a steel bend, especially a double overhand bend. Yeah, I yeah. was doing it wrong for the longest time, and someone helped me get my back into it, and I made giant gains real quick. Yeah, I I actually just recently learned this, like last week, <laughs> recently, because I've been really every steel bend I've done, I've just been sitting down and okay, doing them, and with and and Matt Matt who runs short steel bending, he he actually had me get me the opportunity to have Jed Johnson oh, wow. coach me. And Jed was like, yeah, you need to start thinking of it like a bench press in a way mm -hmm. and and using your back and not sitting down also. Cause I, and hearing in my mind, I'm like, hmm, I, okay. You know, and I just, it, it shocked me how much difference it was. I was just like, wow, that's, I'm going to start standing up and doing these instead of being lazy and sitting down and doing it. <laughs> For sure. No, 100%. Yeah. Uh, when I 
bent my first rail, my first red in double leathers, it was like, as easy as the, the yellow nail because I was doing the yellow nail wrong. <laughs> well, I, well, I actually started do, using leather suede wraps on my last bend. Okay. And I was using Kadura wraps. And after I used them oh, leather wraps, I was like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. When I, when I used the leathers, I was like, wow, this, this is so much easier. Yeah, it's a lot <laughs> nicer. Feels nicer on the hands. It's great. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, this does, I was like, this doesn't hurt. <laughs> exactly. Yep. That's the whole thing with the double leathers. Like, you can, you can smash a red nail and not even feel it in your hands. So, at that point, you're basically just training the technique to actually do the bend, and you're not dealing with any of the pain tolerance. Which is kind of wow. Yeah, I, I, I thought you know after doing the Kadura reps and bent steel bending, I'm just like, oh my gosh, my pain tolerance in my hand is going to go so high right now. Because, but after the leather, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with this one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You want to be able to bench press the next day, man. If you do big bends with Kadura's, you've got to push on a bar. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, the one thing I noticed with my bench now is, uh, so Wednesday I do bench presses, and it's weird. I do half my workout, and then I go to arm wrestling practice, and then come back and do my final speed bench. And I, I think, honestly, that's been helping a lot. I was like, because I guess where you're just activating your back and everything so much, it, I just... You know, to me, I'm like, wow, this is, I can see why all these bench specialists now do arm wrestling after doing these. I'm like, yeah, you were just, I was thinking of Eric's photo the whole time you were talking about this, how he's gone into, you know, 700 pound raw bench, goes into arm wrestling and he, he's fairly decent at competing with some of the top dudes. Uh, there was a, <laughs> I think there's a video of him going against Devin Lair and he beats him and it shocked me because I'm like, oh, Devin's going to. Smoke, yeah, smoke, Spoto, and no, Spoto's just like Spoto has doesn't even matter. You don't need uh, the technique if you can bench 700 pounds. Yeah, it, it to me, it just looked like a hydraulic press, how slow it went. It was just like, I was just like, wow, that was was not expecting that result at all. Devin did the Thor. I mean, yeah, I think you saw that match where Devin went against. Oh, yeah, oh. And that's what Devin did to Yeah, I remember that. Eric did that to Devin. It's crazy to think about that strength. It, it is. And uh, I know next month, there's a guy that lived in somewhere in West Virginia. He's a wall arm wrestler. And me and uh, Greg, who's in charge of the, what I, I call it the Charleston Arm Wrestling Club. We're trying to make it a club here. And um, we're, we got a, a wall arm wrestler coming to teach us how to do stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm excited for this. Yeah. You have some good coaches. That's crazy, yeah. man. Keep that up. That's fantastic. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I think it's just weird opportunities. Like yeah. my, with my job, I'm, I have to talk to people every day. I, I actually work for a health department okay. and I deal with, restaurants, hospitals, crazy complaints. I, I don't even want to get into those because they're, they're 
they're like comedy movies sometimes. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know how to even describe it. I was, when I first started there, I was on a complaint for six months and this dude, I could write a book about this just one guy. Every time I visited him, it was just something different. And wow. just, just one guy. And, and I will never forget him. It, it, we had to drive him to places. We did a lot for this guy and we didn't have to, but it was this, it was just one of those things. I'm like, um, and I, and I thought we were going to have to write like, we were going to have to write this in a book series because we got a phone call about him like last year. And I was like, oh, God, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, 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 those are the only questions I got. Like I said, I'm a talker, man. I'll, I'll talk and talk and talk. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, that's all the questions we really had for you. Um, what golden potato records are you looking at or golden potato feats are you looking at trying? I'm going to try to do the pull-up. I probably will make, it'll probably be a blooper video, but I'm okay. going to try the pull-up. <laughs> okay. And I'll, I'll video it, but I, I don't know yet, man. I'm, I'm stoked to try it out. I, and as soon as I get them, I'm going to post it right on the gram and show y'all. <laughs> nice. I'd like to see that pull-up attempt. Yeah, pull-ups are hard. I can't do one, and I'm only 220. I can't do one for sure. Uh, yeah, so... I, you can do a golden potato pull-up, man. Good for you. That's a really tough achievement. <laughs> I, I'll, uh, well, my secret is I, I get one of those elite FTF bands to help me do it cheap. Oh, there so you go. Strap that under your feet. So, so, <laughs> yeah, so, so if I do it, I'm, I'll, I'll find somebody that can, like, edit it so the band's not showing. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> <laughs> just him and his pull-up just looks amazing. He's like, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> You just see like a little gray like noodle. It's like, what's that in the background? Oh, just the camera. Don't, Don't worry about, about that. that. Nothing. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, oh, man. We appreciate you joining us. Oh, thank you all for inviting me. This has been a blast. We'll have to talk again soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sounds good, Trey. All right. Alrighty. Enjoy the rest of your day. Oh, you too. Y'all have a great day. And need anything, just give me a holler, okay? Absolutely. Ooh, thanks, well, Trey. Man. Appreciate oh, it. you're welcome. Y'all have a good day, guys. You too. Take care. Take care, too. Thank you.